Hello and welcome to another edition of Sports Shenanigans. We are catching up from the previous week. There's not a whole lot that's been going on. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, Casey. I'm kind of tired of the draft talk because normally there would be a lot of draft talk, but there would also be a lot of other talk as well. <laughs> and, other things. and uh, right now the only thing is the draft, so that's pretty much all there is. So all I've heard is – should Tua go high or should he go low or is he going to drop? And I'm, I, I just, I'm ready for them to just pick and it be done with. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so we are, uh, we're going to catch up. There's not a whole lot of news that has happened in the past week, mainly just speculation on the draft. Um, but we will um, catch you up. NFL, NBA. Um, and then we have a we had a fictional football draft previous week, and we didn't have anyone reach out with anybody else. So I'm guessing we did that perfectly. Colin did. What? Colin did. I didn't see that. No, he tweeted us. Oh, I didn't see it. What do you say? Um. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't even remember the TV show. I haven't seen it. That's all I know. <laughs> mhm, mhm. Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Oh, I haven't seen the show. Haven't seen it either. He, TV says Colin. So, haven't seen it. Apparently, pretty good though. Yeah, yeah. worthy of a, an honorable mention. <laughs> so we have a fictional basketball draft at the end of this episode. Um. And as I was just telling Casey, I've got my big board. Um, I'm not sure. We'll get to that later. But I've got my big board and uh, haven't seen a lot of those movies that they picked either. Um, but I've got some that I have seen. So we'll see how this goes. Um, but first of all, we want to start in the NFL. Um, I saw this early in the week and immediately had to go and write it down um, to make sure we talked about it here. This is uh, a, se a segment on Get Up. It was what Dan Orlovsky would like to see in the draft. Um, oh, before that, we had news that broke right after we got done recording <laughs> last well, time. Really and it was that Drew Brees has turned down ESPN for Monday Night Football and when he retires will join NBC for Sunday Night Football um, as well as being a commentator for NBC. So, here's here's the thing. ESPN, I'm really interested to see what ESPN's plan D is because apparently plan A, I think I I think was Peyton Manning. Um it might have been Tony Romo. This plan A, plan B was Peyton Manning, Tony Romo. Um uh Tony Romo signed, they tried to trade for Al Michaels for Al Michaels and Peyton Manning. That didn't happen. Then they offer this to Drew Brees, which they offer this to Drew Brees. He's not even – they're saying in three years the job's yours. Um, <laughs> and so the – I mean, and then Drew Brees turned them down. So now this is really interesting because Monday Night Football has really been kind of a, you know, a big deal. <laughs> um, 
it's kind of like the prime the prime time spots of you know a huge you know market and a really big gig and they can't find anybody who wants to take this job i think i heard what um who are they offering it to next I forget i thought i heard something let me see i haven't heard anything about it Here they haven't had. I was thinking that maybe it was just someone speculating um, who they might put in there. But I think it's, I just think this is a huge, um, I mean, it's a huge gig. Yeah. The fact that they can't find anybody to take this job, no matter how much money, I mean, they are throwing $20 million at Peyton to do this. Um, Oh, I know who it is. They, uh, Kirk Herbstreet, who does college football for ESPN, um, is apparently rumored to be someone they would bring in for Monday night, which had the college football a little upset because he's like the voice of college football um, and game day and all that. Mm-hmm. College football didn't want to lose him. However, he said that um, if he did take Monday night football, that it would be in addition to he wouldn't stop doing college football, which oh, leads me to think, though, I mean, sure, extra money, but that's a very busy weekend. Because- that has a lot going on. Because then he's I don't he's doing something on Friday or third he's probably I think Thursday night college maybe, and then he flies out to game day and then he flies to the game he calls for college football and then he flies to <laughs> wherever for Monday night football, um, and does that. So I'm just thinking that schedule commitment. I mean, I'm I'm sure if he wants to do it, he'll do it. But yeah, that's a lot. He may not have. A life outside of it. Yeah. Um, But so, I guess that's the latest rumor. Um, I'm still an advocate of McAfee and Orlovsky. At this point, just because you don't have anybody else. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just give them a shot this year and see how they do. (laughs) One go. So... um, yeah, it'll be interesting. All I know is we can't go back to Booger. That's all I know. <laughs> um, but so anyway, what Dan Orlovsky wants to see in the draft. So the first point he made was that the Steelers draft Jordan Love to be Big Ben's successor. Um, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, I know a little bit on Jordan Love, but I don't know enough that I want him as a quarterback for my team. But I do agree that the Steelers need to pick somebody. Yeah. Or at least in the first couple rounds to, like, to at least be the backup. Yeah. 
Uh, so they need to find some, whether it's Jordan Love or Jameis or Cam. Cam, well, I don't know. Cam doesn't sound like he's willing to take a backup role. That's um, but... It also sounds like Cam might be um, more of a distraction as a backup because he'd be the higher profile. <laughs> That's true. It would be. Person. Um, so it's a weird spot for him. Jameis, I still think Jameis is interesting because I don't understand how you can lead the league in passing and have 30 touchdowns. Granted, you had 30 interceptions. But yeah. you lead the league in passing, which, I mean, you lead the league in passing, a league with Tom Brady, a league with Drew Brees, a league with Patrick Mahomes, a league with Sean Watson. You led the league in passing. Yeah. Um, and you had 30 touchdowns. I mean, there's so many positives I can't quite wrap my head around how he's not getting a second chance <laughs> because that's his first chance is like these guys go through so many chances. I mean, <laughs> if people see the talents there, a heck Antonio Brown made it to three other teams before they finally decided he was done. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Steelers need to find someone and odds are, See, here's the thing that I think it works for Jamin and Steelers because odds are Big Ben's going to get hurt and you're just going to come in and have a Ryan Tannehill situation. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, the second point he made is uh, for the Dolphins, the Raiders, and the Patriots to call Houston and offer picks for Deshaun Watson. I think everybody should. I mean, the way Houston's acting – don't I mean, trade anybody. Deshaun Watson has not been happy. <laughs> I'd be very happy if the Dolphins, you know, I wasn't up for them trading three first-round picks for the first pick to get Burrow. But, you know, they trade all three of those for Deshaun Watson. You know, I think I could deal with it. Yep. I, I think I could do it. <laughs> Considering after that we still have 11 picks in this draft, you know, I could do it. Mm-hmm. I just think the Texans right now, the only thing they have going for them is an injury-prone J.J. Watt mm-hmm. and Sean Watson. Yep. Um, so, if they got three first-round picks for Miami, it starts helping to rebuild a little bit. Um, yeah, considering one of those picks is yours. Yeah. So, um, And then next year's. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, – I really don't want the Patriots to do it. Um, no. But the way Bill O'Brien trades, like, like obviously the Patriots couldn't give the best offer, but the way Bill O'Brien trades, I don't think he cares. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he, the, the DeAndre Hopkins trade is atrocious. Um, yeah, this is bad. And he's gotten a lot of – I mean, right now he's just kind of – I mean, everyone knows it's bad. And they keep asking him about it, and he keeps just saying, we think we got a good return, and it was what was best for da da da, da. I mean, he's still trying to sing this song. We all know it was bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just – I don't think – man. And I, so, so the Patriots wouldn't be able to offer a very good patches. The Raiders are an interesting throw in there, um, given that it, the rumors around Derek Carr <laughs> have been. Yeah. Which, 
Heck, the way the Houston trades, you might just be able to say, hey, here's Derek Carr. Can we have Deshaun Watson? And they'd be like, okay. Um, yeah, maybe offer like a, a fourth-round pick with that, and they'll be very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I think Deshaun Watson deserves better, and I wouldn't mind not playing him twice a year. Um, yeah. I just don't want to – I don't want to see anything – that helps the Patriots. Like, everyone has been trying to beat the Patriots for 20 years. I don't want to see the Lions bail them out. I don't want to see Houston bail them out. Anybody. I want to see them, like, if if they're going to be successful for another however long while Belichick's there, I want to see them do it themselves. Yeah. Or just, you know, I mean, you could trade for Deshaun Watson, but you got to give up, like, a king's ransom. (laughs) <laughs> um, but no, I think the Dolphins make the most sense. Um, and the Raiders have picks too, um, with the Cleo Mack and Amari Cooper trades and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah. but, uh, I think the Dolphins make the most sense there. Um, because then, Say you get the fifth pick out of Miami, well, then you get Herbert or you get Tua or whatever, and then you add in a few other first-round picks. Get the receiver. Get the defensive back. I don't know. I mean, Houston needs a lot of help, which is weird because they just won the division and uh, – Looked to be a very good team last year. But you take DeAndre Hopkins off of that team, and all of a sudden that team looks very weak. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and his third point um, – so, so, so after that point, uh, Mike Greenberg said, well, you can't top that one. And then after this point, he said, well, you managed to. He says, Herbert falls to the Cowboys – the Cowboys trade or release Dak and use the money to sign Jadavion Clowney. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> I'm looking up what the heck a Cowboys pick is. Probably like 15, somewhere around there, 14. Give me a second. Maybe 17. I forget how many teams are in the 20. I forget how many teams are in the league and how many make the playoffs. Uh, the draft. How am I not finding This should be easy to find. <laughs> Come on, computer, work. 17. Um, <laughs> hey, thank you for looking at it because I apparently can't. Um, so that ain't going to happen. I think his logic there was that some player always falls that you don't know why and you don't expect to, and Herbert might be that one. 
I I just disagree with Dan all around on this because <laughs> Herbert's not going to be the one fall. If someone falls, it will be Tua because well, they Tua. Then so about Herbert for Tua. Tua falls to the Cowboys. I'm saying he falls. I'm not saying he falls that far. <laughs> I say Tua may fall to ten, not seventeen, because um, somebody will trade up to get him. Like Steelers will freak out and be like, "Oh, hey, Tua's there." We'll go get him or something like that. But the Cowboys will have to trade up to get a quarterback. Um, I don't think anybody wants to trade for Dak. Um, well, he said trade or release. Well, that's true. If they released him, then I wouldn't release. Well, I, if he's under the franchise tag or tradition, he hasn't signed it. Then, he hasn't signed it. it if, a, if a deal is not know. released in the next ninety days, he is officially a free agent. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Well, 90 days from this past week, so it's a little shorter now. But July 15th, I think, is the deadline. Yeah. And I wouldn't use the money on Clowney because, I mean, you have a good defense already. Use that money to pay a quarterback that's not Dak. Or bring in a second option at wide receiver. Or – Something else, not another defensive end. I don't know. I just like I like the idea of getting rid of Dak and moving on um, <laughs> for the Cowboys. Um, get the cheap rookie quarterback, get rid of yeah. Dak, and use the money on a big-time player somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, the, that's the, uh, the route for success. <laughs> um, so – those are things he said. Here's Jalen Rose said, of course, get take it with a grain of salt. Jalen Rose is from Michigan. Um, but he says the Lions should select Tua at the third pick and have him sit behind Stafford for a year and then move off of Stafford. This is a situation where Jalen Rose should stay talking about what sport he played. Because <laughs> – the Lions need much more than a quarterback. Two ain't going to fix it, and two is injury prone. You don't want to draft someone who – I mean, Stafford has, hasn't fixed it, and everyone agrees that Stafford might be a Hall of Famer had he been on any other team. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so, like, two is – his actual draft grade, he's not a first-round draft pick, actually. He is rated as a second-round draft pick because of his injury concerns and all of his other stuff. So, like, he doesn't look the greatest coming back from his injury. Like, his little videos he posted, they're not the greatest. I mean, they look good. I couldn't do it. But they're not what he was before. Granted, he's, like, almost just a year, under a year probably from that injury. So, I mean, he needs more time probably. But do you really want to use the third overall pick on – an injured quarterback when you could draft like Isaiah Simmons or Jeff Okuda, I think it is, who are the number one in their position and are going to be game changers or risk it all and have a bust at three. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. The Lions will trade that pick and get more probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think Tua, Tua is one of those situations where it's going to depend on the team if they 
want to take risk or be more conservative because, you know, they're, the Dolphins could have taken a risk um, a few years back on an injury quarterback um, while Saban was the coach and Drew Brees, and they oh, yeah. decided not to. And Drew Brees has gone on to win Super Bowls. Um, yeah. Well, Super Bowl. Um, One and – uh, but be a great team nonetheless. Um, then, but you look at, I mean, it's so hard to predict <laughs> it is. anything. Um, but the only issue with it is it's the Lions, and the Lions need more than a quarterback. They have a quarterback right now who's going to be there for a couple more the years. The issue is it's the Lions, period. That too. That, that too. Period. If you want them to draft a quarterback, trade out a three, go back to a couple picks to whoever wants to, uh, and draft Herbert. Honestly, whatever you do, Lions, it's not going to help you. Because here's the thing. They'll be great, and then they'll retire early. The Lions have won one playoff game in the last 60 years. I think the last playoff game played there was in the Super Bowl, and it wasn't them. No, not even close. Um, they've had two all-time greats quit um, because they didn't like the organization. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, whatever the Lions, just don't hear. Don't give, be a Lions fan. Do, yeah, give two of the best shot and trade that pick to someone else or don't pick yes. actually just give everyone the best shot trade all your picks (laughs) don't make them come to detroit (laughs) sorry Uh, Gurley is to wear number 21 on the falcons it's deon sanders war um there was a little bit about deon sanders didn't give him his blessing to but then it was a joke like I mean, it, it seemed like a big lot of nothing. <laughs> I think it is a big lot of nothing. I mean. And while nothing's going on, it made the news. Yeah. If Deion Sanders' numbers retired, like, cool, I understand that, but it's not. So, <laughs> he can wear whatever number he wants. Um, South Dakota kicker Chase Vinatieri, Adam Vinatieri's nephew, is receiving NFL consideration specifically from the Patriots. Okay. I mean, I don't know anything about kickers. <laughs> well, I you mean, know Vinatieri is a name. Um, Vinatieri is a name. Uh, I did see the Peyton's places where apparently Adam's grandfather, great-grandfather was a – or great-great-grandfather. I forget how far it goes back. Um, but he was a band leader in the Army, military, whatever. Um, and right before General Custer went and had his worst defeat and all the troops were killed, he told the band to stay back so that they could um, – I forget. Something strategic. Um some strategic. So basically what happened is that normally this band would have gone with the 
are with the military. And if they had gone that day, they would have never really died. And Adam Vinatieri would not be here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, little history lesson. Um, former quarterback Tavares Jackson dies in car accident at 36. So, we're getting a lot of death. Yeah. <laughs> Very saddening. Um, yeah. So, a little bit. That's a bummer. Um, <laughs> the Colts unveiled new uniforms. Well, quote unquote, new yeah. uniforms. They have a new secondary logo. Basically, uh, nothing changed. Um, the numbers have a different font. Yeah, I kind of um, like the font now. So the I, Colts have a different font. I'm not sold on. I mean, I not that I was super attached to the old font, but um, I just don't get the difference. Um, and then the and then the Very new logo. And then the new logo. Um, Colin reached out to me and said, I. I like this, but I also hate it. And that's kind of where I am. I'm not yeah. sure how I feel about it. <laughs> like, I'm like, sometimes I look I like at it, it and I think, oh, that's neat. And then sometimes yeah. I look at it and I go, why? Um, yeah. I'm think, not sold. Yeah. Maybe in a I couple mean, years, I'm like, oh, I like this logo. But, like, right now I'm just like, meh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's the, it's, the, it's the letter C, which – um you know, the horseshoe, so it's the letter C, but then it's the horseshoe, horseshoe basically sideways, and then it's the state of Indiana carved out in the middle. That's um, a cool concept. I mean, someone spent some time on it. I was like, oh, hey, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I'll buy a shirt with it on there. I mean. Yeah, that's what, that's what McAfee was saying. He's like, oh, I could see this on a hat, and it'd be cool or something. Yeah. Um, really, the only thing that changes on the jersey is that they're putting that on the inside of the neck. Like, it is, like you're not going to see it. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. Everyone's releasing new stuff. I don't know if it's just because no one has anything else to do. Um, I think some team, I think, are – it's their, like, their time to change the like, – every 7, mm-hmm. 10, 15, I don't know how many years – but they change it every so often, which is nice because, like, new trends come along. They want to sell more. They want to sell more stuff. Yeah. Well, here's, like stuff. here's the thing. So let's just go ahead and skip down here. The Browns also had new uniforms. Um, and the Browns' new uniforms looked very similar to the old ones. Um, yeah, I thought they simil- were the old ones. And by similar, I mean, did they make a change? The- <laughs> they did. Uh, so here's the, here's the thing. You make these new jerseys, you want to sell more stuff, but you make them look the exact same. <laughs> so there's you no urgency. Them. I mean, you look at the NBA, they come out with five jerseys a season, and they all look different. Yeah. Um, and then you look at the NFL, and they come out with a new jersey every five years or whatever, seven years, and uh, they don't look any different. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, I mean, there's a few teams that change it, and they do look different, but, like, not crazily different. No. Um, Lamar Jackson got a new massive tattoo on his chest that says family and has purple feathers. It's a large tattoo. <laughs> I would I not actually put see that it. on my chest, but go you. Go <laughs> you, do what, you do you, man. 
coming off our debate on Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey just became the highest paid running back in history with a four-year extension averaging $16 million a year. I like it. I mean, the difference – and the reason that I like it is because the difference between Christian McCaffrey and about every other running back in the league is Christian McCaffrey basically is a wide receiver. Um, he does the running back job, but he is a absolute wide receiver threat. Um, and so I have some fun little stats okay. that I found where someone posted. I don't know if they're actually accurate because I didn't check, but uh, <laughs> we're hoping they, – they have a blue check mark next to their name, so I'm going to assume they're, they're real. So Christian McCaffrey has more rushing yards than Marcus Allen in his first three seasons, which Marcus Allen is a big running back. Uh, he has more receiving yards in his first three seasons than Marvin Harrison. He's more receptions by like 70 than DeAndre Hopkins in his first three and more yards from scrimmage in his first three, three years than Barry Sanders. So that to me just proves that he's a different breed of running back that does a lot more than just run. He mm-hmm. catches, he does, he's okay at blocking. Um, which is why he is worth $16 million. whereas, like, Todd Gurley, who – I mean, he could catch, but he was mainly a running run, – like, running running back. Um, it's different. So, if you have a running back like that on your team, I'd pay him all day because he is their number one wide receiver option. Yeah, I mean, they don't have anyone else on their team, so you can put your money in, into him. Um, and he's going to do good every year for the most part. Yeah, and it's a four-year. It's not like Zeke has a seven-year, so you, like – Are like, always stuck. Like, the running back position is a pretty short-lived one mm-hmm. for the most part, unless you get, like, an Adrian Peterson or something. Um, and I think that's why, like, McCaffrey could get another one of these deals, maybe not for $16 million, but maybe for another deal for $10 million a year because yeah. his game is – he's a wide receiver. I mean, you could put him in the slot, and he'll probably play for yeah. like four years there. Yeah, well, the I like having the four-year because you can see at the end of four years where he is physically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And if he gets hurt in his second year, you've got two more. You know, it's not like – It's not like the end of the tunnel. Like, Deke has a seven-year, which is going to put him at, what, 32 or something by the time that thing runs out because he came in at 22. Or 21. That's crazy. And then played two years. So he's going to be like 30-something. Mm-hmm. And that'll probably be a couple years past his yeah. his peak performance. And that'll be um, – I mean, That's he already had a down year last year after he got paid. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it'll be interesting. But I like the four years. Um Let's see, a virtual home workout plan that teams are doing instead of OTAs. Dak, speaking of Dak, is in trouble for violating uh, guidelines with by throwing a party that had many people there. Um, I'm sure Zeke was there too. Yeah, but we expect this out of Zeke. Um, and Zeke's not the one trying to get a new contract. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, 
so Dak got in trouble. First of all, Dak's not going to these virtual home workout things, um, which, you know, the OTAs have always been optional. Um, so it's really interesting. Every year we have players that we say, oh, they're not going to OTAs, but they're all voluntary. So, yeah, like they have the option to not go. But Dak now is in trouble for this. So now we're saying, what is Dak's goal here? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I wonder, because someone said, you know, maybe you're thinking if he had the contract, probably doesn't get in trouble for doing this. Maybe this is his way of saying, well, you think I'm this, so I'm going to act like this. Um, or you don't think I'm worth the investment, so now I'm going to whatever. Um, I mean, I don't know. I just <laughs> – it's not like they offered him a small contract. They offered oh, $35 million a year for three years. Um, and so I'm just really confused at this whole thing, um, which is why I was – I'm just a fan of getting rid of him and moving on. I would want to get rid of him at this point. I'm like, if you're not going to accept that offer, then you don't have the common sense or the, the brain power to do to like be the franchise quarterback. I mean, you look at what he's done. The self awareness. He, whenever someone's been hurt, he'd go. His performance drops. He's yeah. a type of quarterback who needs the team around him. You can't take forty million which is 20% or whatever of the salary cap mm-hmm. and then have a team around you. Like if he was, if he had self-awareness, he'd be wanting like a $25 million deal. Yeah. So that everybody else gets paid. Yeah. Um, that's, I think that's the, I mean, granted, it probably came out that it was a $35 million deal and it wasn't all – I mean, was it all guaranteed? I forget. I don't think it was. Because um, sometimes teams will do that where they say, oh, we offered him $70 million over four years and he turned it down, but then they're, then it, the player's like, but $10 million was guaranteed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's not that – it's not. it doesn't put the team in that – doesn't make – you know, they try to make – each side is trying to make themselves look better to get the deal done. Um, but to offer him a contract of $35 million a year is something I wouldn't have done. That's um, something I'd turn down. I think and, my wife would smack me upside the head if I turned down $35 million a year. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have offered it to him, and then for him to turn it down, <laughs> I'm like, I pushed myself to the limit just to offer you that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'd be I'd be I'd be telling him to find a new team. Um, the let's see, the president's working with sports execs to help reopen. Robert Kraft, Adam Silver, Dana White. Um, now Dana White's got this UFC thing in May 9th, I think. The one on the 18th got canceled. Um, right after he said it was going to be happening. He's buying an island. He's calling it Fight Island. Um, so they were working on the negotiation for that before. But it turns out, it did come out that it was Disney and ESPN executives that came in and told him he couldn't do it. Um, so I'm not sure what all happened there. Um, 
but basically he's working on buying this island, calling it Fight Island and flying in all these, you know, different fighters and they'd all just stay on this island and not spread the disease um, and fight there. Um, but we'll see what's happening with everything. Um, Dr. Fauci says the only way pro sports will happen this summer is to do so without fans and by keeping players in hotels or keeping them in a um, area. area. Um, now, a lot of players um, a lot of players are saying that they wouldn't do it because they don't want to leave their families in the midst of everything. Um, there was one baseball player that – when it was proposed to him, said, absolutely not, not leaving my family. He came back the next day and said, well, I talked with my wife, and she said, if that's going to be how I get paid, that we do it. Um, <laughs> well, we all know where the decisions come from. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I mean, sure, you don't want to leave. I get you don't want to leave your family in the midst of this, but it's also your job. Yeah. And sometimes I mean, work requires you to take business trips and it'd only be for a month or two. Um, like NBA guys, it would be for two months if you don't advance. I yeah. mean, I mean, you'd have the three week, whatever warm up, you'd hop into the playoffs and you would, I mean, unless you won the championship, like it'd be three months at most. Um, the baseball is a different <laughs> thing because they hadn't started their season yet. Um, but who cares about baseball? Um, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just a big mess. I think NBA. I think NBA could happen for sure. I know a lot of people are saying at this point they're thinking that it won't, but I don't understand. If you don't have any fans, the whole league's been quarantined. Um, you could have the players themselves there and just playing mm-hmm. with each other and not spreading the virus and get it done. And and the money. That's the thing. The money for all. I mean, except maybe baseball. The money for everything is in TV. So you'd be making up that. Um, football, I don't think would be as hard. There's so few games um, that you'd probably be able to get those done pretty simply. Um, and I mean, if there's again, if there's no fans there, I don't, I don't see if we're limiting the amount of people. <laughs> that are there, I don't see what the risk is um, in having healthy people do it. Because, I mean, you're not going to play – obviously, you're not playing if someone tests positive. So, if no one has it, no one's spreading it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's all speculation, and we don't know what we're doing in two days. So, um, <laughs> but – I just don't see – I don't see it not happening. Um, the all-in challenge has become popular. People raising money by offering experiences. Shaq said he would play – he was going to pick 
whatever, some five people or something play three on three. Um, D Wade is offering a trip to Napa Valley to make wine and step on grapes. Um, Peyton Manning's offering a round of golf and dinner. Justin Bieber is offering to fly to someone's house and sing one last lonely girl. <laughs> I yeah, just I was I was cool with all the other options, not that one. <laughs> I just saw last night where uh This Is Us is offering a three night trip to Los Angeles for a speaking role in the show. Um and something else, I forget. Right. Um, that's cool. But so, so this all-in challenge. I mean, that's just a few of them. Everyone's doing this all-in challenge, raising money, offering things for uh, people to. I know some of them is like a straight-up, like, um, like ten thousand dollars, and you'll if you. I mean, obviously, whoever's super wealthy pays ten thousand yeah. dollars and gets this. Um, the thing like this is us is like. If you donate ten dollars, you get ten chances to win. If you donate a hundred dollars, you get two hundred chances to win. Like it's it goes off of that, it's like a raffle. Um, and I think that's what most of them probably are because you raise more money that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I mean that's just some cool things that are happening. Um, oh, <laughs> this one. This one's gonna get me going. I'll let Casey talk first after I if I after I lay it out. Okay. The NFL is looking to change the rule where teams can run a clock down with dead ball violations, a la the Tennessee Titans versus the New England Patriots in the playoffs. Casey, thoughts? I mean, I get it. Like you're just running time off. That's not fun to watch, but. Do something about what – I mean, Belichick's going to find a rule that he's going to bend it anyway. <laughs> we didn't see this one the one time. Guess what? He's looking again. He's seeing what other ones he missed. Here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's just clever thinking. Like, they're going to find something. Yeah. Well, I, I – okay. So, I agree the rule needs to change. It's a bad yeah. rule. It, yes. However – we watched Belichick do it who knows how many times, and the one time it happens to him, now we're like, oh, we got to change the rule. Yeah. This doesn't help the PR. I mean, everyone knows, but it doesn't help you try and throw off the track that you're a fair league when you just give every break to one stinking team. He is – Belichick has done this. Belichick was aware of this rule. It's why Vrabel was aware of this rule. He's done it who knows how many times whenever it's come into effect. And the one time it works against the Patriots, now we got to change the rule. This is infuriating, even if it is a bad rule that needs to be changed. Sure. It is a bad rule. It needs to be changed, but it should have been changed a long time ago. Not when it just happens to the one team that – I don't know why we're so desperate to protect. Um, <sighs> okay. Um, Jay Glazer <laughs> got in a bit of hot water this week because he announced that he had big, big, big news that he was going to announce. Um, and so, like, shifting news. What I mean, huge news. And uh, – 
So everyone I know, uh, McAfee was talking about, well, I start thinking like, he's like, well, he works for Fox. Gronk works for Fox. Is Gronk going to the Buccaneers? Is, is the, is there a trade that's coming? Deshaun Watson's on the move. Like what's, what's Jake Laser have? And he comes out. I mean, he teased this for like 36 hours, and he says Rams center Brian Allen tested positive for the coronavirus last month, but is now symptom free. Okay. And it's not the news that all all due respect to Brian Allen. Maybe this is big news if we've heard of this guy before. None of us knew this guy existed. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know who he is. Um. And on top of that, not sick anymore. Um, <laughs> I mean, great. I'm glad for Brian, but. Yeah. I mean, it's not earth-shattering news like it was pumped up to be. So, Jay Glazer really got roasted. Well, the next day, Von Miller has coronavirus. Everyone's like, oh, maybe that's the news Jay Glazer should have had. Not that it would have made any difference. I no, mean, this, at this news. At this point, we've heard so many people having it. I mean, we've heard Tom Hanks has it. We, I mean, you don't get much bigger than that. Um, so, but Vaughn Miller is a bigger name. Maybe you don't get roasted as bad as you would Brian Allen. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and Vaughn Miller's still sick with it. It's not like he's over it now. Um but so Von Miller has coronavirus. Apparently, Brian Allen was the first NFL player um, to have come out with it. I don't know. I'm just uh, – I mean, people are getting – and the athletes are going to be fine. <laughs> I mean – Should be. It should be. I mean, unless you have an underlying condition, um, all these guys are super fit and healthy. It doesn't – it shouldn't – I mean – Donovan Mitchell never had any symptoms. Um, mm-hmm. So, for the most part. But, I mean, you know, you feel bad he's got it, but it's not yeah. urgent out of the news, um, especially when everyone's getting it. Um, <laughs> the NFL is still planning on releasing the full schedule in May. Um, no delays on that. The – there were some Odell rumors going around that the Vikings were going to be trading for Odell. And here's what the kicker was. They were going to trade for a second and a fifth next year, um, mm-hmm. which would have been worse than the DeAndre Hopkins deal. Um, so, anyway, the Browns came out and said all the OJ, OBJ trade rumors are false. Um, I'm with them. I don't think they – I mean, they might uh, – <laughs> the Vikings might have called them and been like, we'll offer you this, this. The Browns might be listening, but they're not actively searching to trade. <laughs> no, like, they're not going to trade him unless you're offering a number one and another player to replace him. Like, I mean, they just gave up a first in Jabril Peppers for him last year. Yeah, they're going to want what they gave out um, for him, so – it's not – I doubt – I mean, the, everybody's everybody's on the trading block no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. Maybe if – unless you're Patrick Mahomes. He might be the only guy that I can think of that's like, we're not going to listen to anything for you. Yeah. But like, basically everybody's on the block. Like, if you offer me 
the Dolphins offer three first-round picks and then the two first-round picks they have next year. So that's five first-round picks. I'll be like, well, who do you want? Because, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of picks. That's a lot of power. That's five players, whereas one, and they're all on rookie contracts. So mm-hmm. everybody's available. Um, yeah, and but I, I, I will say uh, something Nick Wright pointed out on the Browns. Nine of 22 starters are on rookie contracts. That's why they've got all this cap room. Mm-hmm. Um, and the things the Browns are lacking, one, are veteran players, and two, are star veteran players. And so you're not going to trade Odell, who is your one star veteran player. <laughs> yeah. Um, to supplement getting more rookies. <laughs> um, yeah, so, no, I'd say the odds of Odell getting traded from Cleveland are very slim at this point, especially they have all this cap room, so it's not like they're trying to clear cap space with this contract or anything. Yeah, um, maybe in like a year or two, but. Yeah. The uh, Yeah, if things don't change this year, then maybe. Um they start looking at other options. But even after this year, I would think if it doesn't work out – other options at quarterback. Yeah, if it doesn't work out this year, they're going to be looking at getting rid of Baker. If Maybe in a couple years, if it hasn't changed, then they're looking at Odell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I'll propose this one to you. Do you foresee Odell finishing his career in Cleveland? Um, no. I don't think he finishes his career in Cleveland. Um, because I do think that at some point he will go somewhere else, or someone like it'll be it'll be years down the road, and someone will be like, "We'll give you a second round pick for him still," and they'll be like, "Oh, okay, that that works for us." Um, and then like he'll go to Seattle or somewhere weird, something like that. Um, that happen. That's a, that happens to most players at the end of their career. They go to whatever team will sign them. They'll go to it because they want to play more. Um, it's very rare that like a wide receiver actually stays with his team when he ages. Really, I can only think of Larry. At Reggie. This huh? Reggie. Wayne. Okay, I was. Yeah, Reggie went to the Pittsburgh or not Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, Patriots. He signed there for a short period. For a so, day. Like, huh? <laughs> For a day. Still, he signed somewhere, so it's like I don't think he necessarily finishes his career in Cleveland. I think he'll go and play somewhere for a year or so. I mean, most of the big, great wide receivers have done that, other than Larry. I don't think he's in Cleveland long-term. I think he's got a few years there. I think once this contract runs out, I don't foresee him wanting to stay in Cleveland unless something major has changed. Unless Baker becomes like – a top 10 quarterback in the league. And then at that point, it'd be like, all right, I mean, I'll stay if we can win Super Bowls. Yeah. That's I, think what it is. I think you've got two or three years left on that contract. Um, and if things haven't trended towards contenders, I think he's probably going to go somewhere that's not Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> um. The NFL is going to hold a virtual mock draft, which I'm not entire. I didn't look at the 
at the whole details of everything. I'm not sure how this is working, but on Monday, um, I guess tomorrow, mm-hmm. the, the NFL is holding a mock draft to familiarize teams with the technology so that they are prepared for the actual draft. Casey, do you know anything about the process of this? So I know one detail that you didn't mention, so I'm assuming you don't know the detail. I don't know any details. Okay, so I clicked the link. I looked at it because I was like, oh, this sounds really cool. Because, like, when you think about, like, why would a team do a mock draft, like a live one, and, like, give up who they're going to pick? Like, Exactly. It doesn't make sense. Um, So it's to test out, make sure all the system's working and all that stuff. But from what I understand is you can pick any player in history in this mock draft. So, like, I think with the number one overall pick, you can pick, like – Walter Payton. Walter Payton. You can pick Bo Jackson. You can pick these guys. I think that's what it is, um, which is why I'm actually kind of – I mean, I'll – if it's televised, like, I'll watch it. I'll at least follow it to see what's going on because, like, it'd be cool to see, like, oh, like, this – Random fantasy draft. Like, why did the Lions still pick Matthew Stafford when they have the entire league available to them? <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, it's like you can pick anybody. Like, you can pick the you you can pick Joe Burrow and two in them, but like you can also pick uh, Peyton. You can pick. Um, I'm assuming you can't pick anybody in the league right now. Um, which I mean, maybe maybe it'll be all historic players, so that there won't be any like. Giving up any giving up any information strategy, yeah. So like, I that's why I want to like at least follow along what's happening because I I want to know what they're actually doing because like I didn't because when I looked at it it was like a paragraph as to what was happening and it was just said they could pick any player from history I feel like and then I was like oh I wonder who uh, Cincinnati's gonna pick now because I wouldn't pick Joe Burrow as my precise. Yeah, I'd be picking a couple other people. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering how that was going to work because I wouldn't – a virtual mock draft with all the actual teams, you don't want to throw in who you're actually looking for. <laughs> yeah. And draft. Um, but, no, yeah, if it's the historic players and it's just to get, like, a practice, get used to the technology, yeah. I would say it's to get used to the technology – and if it's not televised, that's a screw-up because we don't have anything else. Yes. Um, I'm seeing if I can find it to make sure. I mean, heck, we're going to get to some stuff that was televised. and. <laughs> yeah, if they're televising that, they should be televising this. Yeah. And yeah, we'll get a team test run to mock. And the link, we're going to it. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so I don't know, like, if it's from history, but it says uh, the exercise could give general man- general managers the opportunity to redraft some NFL legends. So I don't know if they have, like, a list that they can choose from or uh, – yeah. That just says choose former greats. So, I mean, Pat McAfee could be the number one pick. Hey. I think, honestly, if I was a GM, I might do that. Because that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I bet you the Colts. 
That's Chris what Ballard is. says first round pick Pat McAfee. Well, we don't have that, but second round pick Pat McAfee. Oh, be, yeah. I'll be very excited if that happens. Yeah. But yeah. So you, anybody. So hope it's televised. I believe it is, but we'll see. Um, speaking of Ballard, came out and said that you quote can't force picking the quarterback as they recognize that there will be a need past this season of Phillip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett as their mm-hmm. contracts run out um, of where they're going with the quarterback. Um, can't force it, that's for sure, but we need a plan. We do need a plan. Something. Be interesting to see how we do this year and where we're set up in the draft next year and who's a free agent next year and whatnot. Yeah. All I know is we need to draft a wide receiver this draft because um, we don't have anybody. Yeah. So pick somebody, please, that I can get excited about. Yeah, for sure. Um, or a couple people. <laughs> or a couple, I mean. I mean, really, you're looking at our team. The only thing we need desperately is some wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially after – it's weird um, seeing all these signings. You go, well, it looks like the Colts are in win-now mode. <laughs> you yeah. sign Phillip Rivers. You sign the, a cornerback to a one-year deal. You brought in DeForest Buckner. You signed Sheldon Day. Like, you're beefing up this team to say we are contending this year. Yeah, I'm. that is what we're doing. I also understand, like, why we didn't bring any wide receivers in this year because there wasn't anybody. No, there wasn't a big free agency pile of wide receivers. Um, so, like, I understand. So I would have given – I would have given up, like, two seconds for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, the first for DeAndre Hopkins. Well, we already used it on Buckner. That's true. <laughs> I'm giving up the second round. No, I'm saying – no, look, you don't have to offer – look at what they took. You don't have to offer what you would have offered <laughs> for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. You I'm saying I would have thrown in two seconds and a seventh. <laughs> um. The Fournette, speaking of trade talks, Leonard Fournette apparently has been in trade talks this past week. My hunch is that the Buccaneers are a part of those trade talks because they're one of the teams that have the greatest need at running back, and that's really their weakest point. Yeah. Um, and he only he's still on his rookie deal. He's only owed $4.5 million this year. Yeah, I think they're the probably the biggest ones talking to him. Um, I'm sure there's a couple other teams, uh, but I mean, I'll be interested if he goes anywhere. Um, and what Jacksonville is rid of him? What? And I'm interested as what Jacksonville will do when if they do get rid of him. Like, who the heck is going to be their running back? Yeah, I mean, they have they have a pick, don't they? I think yeah, they have a first round pick. Um, it's like mid teens, I think. 
I don't know. I mean, I think the I think the reason Fournette's in trade talks is he's been a bit of an issue and he's been a bit injury prone. Um, he's been a bit of a dud. Yeah, at times. So I think the Lions might make a move for him. Sure. Um, speaking of injury prone, someone did point this out: Houston Texans offense, <laughs> outside of Deshaun Watson, is like Will Fuller, Randall Cobb. David Johnson, <laughs> Lamar Miller, <laughs> like everyone on this team offensively gets hurt <laughs> every <Yeah>. year. The <laughs> uh, Jacksonville has the twentieth pick. Ah, uh, so like they're not. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do with it. So they might fall in love with someone. Maybe you send Fournette in the 20 for the three. Mm-hmm. Or the Bucks. Bucks have a high pick, don't they? Uh, 14. Uh, so maybe Fournette for 14. Maybe. At 14 and 20. I don't know. Um, okay. Shifting over to the NBA. So the NBA has been trying to get us some content while they are suspended. and <laughs> Okay, so we had a 2K tournament. Um, it was more entertaining than horse, I'll tell you that much, but not much. Um, DeAndre Ayton beat Patrick Beverly. Devin Booker beat Montrezl Harrell. And then Booker beat his teammate, DeAndre Ayton, for the tournament win. Um, cool. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a – let me <clears> – <throat> It was the best two out of three once you hit the semifinals. So it was from 5 o'clock to 11 o'clock on Friday night, the Aiton-Beverly, Booker-Harrell, Booker-Aiton. Um, I didn't watch all of it. But, um, the, I mean, it was something. Um, and they had, they had the worst, I mean – I'm sure Ronnie 2K is a great guy. He's like he's, – he's kind of known around the league because he's like the 2K guy. Yeah. But, I mean, he's Ronnie 2K, so. Yeah. But dude should not be in front of a camera. <laughs> he was – that was the most awkward. He was doing interviews with people, and it was literally the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life on TV. Um. The I oh my gosh, dude, stick to video games. Like the <laughs> that was stay in your lane. It was awful. Um, that was the worst part of the whole thing was Ronnie Two K. Um, the horse tournament was a different level of awful. Um, I don't know. Did you see any of this, Casey? I didn't see any of it because I had no interest in it because it's horse and yeah. I, uh, so, (laughs) I don't know. Everyone was talking about pretty much how bad it was. Um, JJ Reddick, I know, went on Twitter and said, I tried to watch Horse for five minutes, I turned the channel. Um, it was so bad. He's the greatest. Well, JJ's like, I get it, I'm supposed to, like, promote the league, but this is bad. (laughs) This was bad. Um, again, not a great, uh, Host, I don't even know who he was. Um, some ESPN guy. 
the cameras that I don't know if they sent <laughs> these cameras to them or what they oh, were man. not good. Like no iPhone 11s. No, I mean there was like flip Motorola's. Like the <laughs> the cameras, camera quality was terrible. It kept pausing. You couldn't even see. Like it would, you'd see them shoot, pause. Uh, did you make it? Like it was, <laughs> yeah. Like it was freezing real bad. And here's the kicker: you could tell who had made their money and who had not because of where they were. So, yeah. for instance. I just want to point this out. So Trey Young, I mean, he's back home in Oklahoma. Um, so maybe not necessarily even his house, but he's on his rookie deal. Got a, a goal in his driveway. Um, you know, whatever. Decent, decent setup. Um, and potentially, like, he, Trey Young's what, like maybe 20? Yeah. He might not even have bought a house yet. He no, might exactly. Parents, honestly. That's what because I'm saying. He was, no, he was home in Oklahoma, so it might not be his house. It might be yeah, like so his parents yeah. or something. Um, but so he had, he had a goal in his driveway. I mean, it looked like a very nice set, uh, uh, like an upper middle class setup for Trey Young. It was a good goal. Yeah, Chauncey Billups has his own custom outdoor court um, with his name on it two times, <laughs> um, and but it's outdoors. Yeah. Zach Levine also had his own outdoor court, not custom, but an outdoor court. Paul Pierce had a custom outdoor court with a Boston Celtics logo on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris Paul had his own court in his backyard. Um, (laughs) Mike Conley had his own indoor gymnasium. With his picture on the wall, like a mural to him. And um, and then I, I'm not trying to shame anybody here. I'm just pointing out the differences. Tamika Ketchings had a goal in her front drive. She's a Hall of Fame, one of the greatest WNBA players. Um, and then Allie Quigley is a current NBA player, and it looked like a lower middle class setup. Um, which, granted – Probably because she makes maybe thirty five thousand a year. Like the top players are making fifty. Um, honestly, I mean, it's like Giannis. Giannis doesn't have a basketball goal at his house. Maybe they just don't care. Like that's your job. Why would you want to do that at the house as well? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and I'm saying, you know, Ali Quigley is very much on a middle class salary. Yeah. Even as a WNBA player. Mm-hmm. Um. Mike Conley is making $35 million a year, so he has his own indoor gymnasium set up. Yeah, um, so it started out, Trey Young came in as a favorite, and he lost to Chauncey Billups in the first round. Um, CP3 lost to Allie Quigley. Zach Levine uh, swept Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce didn't stand a chance. Zach Levine, there was a no-dunk rule, but Zach Levine – just did. Zach Levine did everything he would do in a dunk contest, except he laid it up instead of dunked it. Like, like I that was, was him. that was his big advantage. I mean, he's going between the legs and everything. Like it was, <laughs> like it was crazy. And it was, I mean, it was crazy how effortlessly he was doing. It. <laughs> like it was like not even like a challenge for him. Um, and then Mike Connolly beat Tamika Catchings, who was playing outdoors, Indiana, windy, rainy. <laughs> 
and Mike Conley's inside his fancy gymnasium. Yeah. Um, and then Levine came and beat Allie Quigley, and Conley beat Billups. Now, Conley's big advantage is he's ambidextrous. Um, and so he was doing a lot – he was shooting threes with his offhand, which yeah. isn't really his offhand. I mean, he yeah. told Zach Levine, he said if he, if he could go back, he would have never shot with his left hand. And his left hand – he's left-handed. Um, <laughs> he's like, I shoot so much better with my right. And so he's shooting with his right hand, and that's his offhand, so then Zach Levine's got to shoot with his left. Um, <laughs> or, you know, everyone else got to shoot with their offhand. Yeah. Um, and Levine's big advantage, you know, was that his athleticism, Conley's, was that he was ambidextrous. So it was kind of inevitable that these two would be the ones to meet up. And then uh, Conley ended up beating Levine for the win. A um, couple of Levine's moves that he had, um, Conley was able to do, um, which was just different. Like, Paul Pierce clearly looked like a retired basketball player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw one video and went, oof. When he tried to touch the backboard. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, yeah. Paul Pierce looked like he hadn't played basketball in a bit. Um, <laughs> you probably hadn't. He was, I mean, very much relying on shooting. Zach Levine was very much relying on athleticism. Um, and you know which one would win. Yeah. Um, and then, so Levine just couldn't keep up with Conley's shooting. Um in the end, and Conley took the win, which I don't think it's any coincidence that Conley had an indoor gymnasium and everyone else was out. I mean, it had ran, rained too, so everyone else was like outdoor and it was slippery and yeah. <laughs> um, so whatever. I mean, it was really bad. Um, I watched it, but it was really bad. But I thought the quality. I mean, for something thrown together, sure, but like the quality for ESPN could have been a lot better. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um. Then Rudy Gobert downplays the friction between him and Mitchell. Um, not really sure how much friction is there, but there's definitely some friction there. There's something there, and I've heard a lot of different things where, like, Utah may end up be choosing between the two of them, which obviously they'll probably choose Donovan Mitchell because he's younger. But I don't know what's going on. Whatever team – gets Gobert after this, I mean, they'll get a good player, but I, you better hope he didn't touch any more microphones. Carl yeah. <laughs> um, Anthony Towns' mom died from complications with coronavirus. I haven't heard anything about his dad because it came out that both of them had had it. Um, so lots of condolences there from NBA players. Mm-hmm. Um, and us. Yeah. And uh, the Chinese Basketball Association postponed the restart of its league until July. So that's kind of what the NBA is looking at is um, how are they able to restart and stuff like that. Um, here, we as we've started to run out of things to talk about, we've started going into hypotheticals, and I found this interesting. Bill Lambeer. Piston great, uh-huh. firmly believes that LeBron James is the best player of all time. I think the longer LeBron's in the league and the more he proves, like any average is like 30-plus every, every year or just under that, the more I lean towards it. Um, 
I don't want to say it because I do want to say Michael was the best because Michael really did change the game and different. He changed it in different ways, but LeBron has changed the game in like how you treat your body, how you uh, how they treat players. players, yeah, how they do all that kind of stuff. So like the more I think in a couple years, I will be willing to say LeBron. Like when LeBron retires, I will probably be like, yes, LeBron is the greatest player to probably play the game ever. And probably will be the greatest player to ever play the game ever. But until then, I really don't want to admit it. <laughs> I think really fun. the only thing Jordan fans are holding on to is six of six, mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, it really, I mean, really is. I mean, and nostalgia. I'll give them that. Nostalgia yeah. is one heck of a drug. Um, but I think in a couple years when LeBron has 40,000 points and 10,000 assists and 10,000 rebounds and has lapped the field on every, statistically every record, it's not going to be close. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I, think, I think you'll, at the end of his career, get, I mean, granted, you know, this season has kind of <laughs> – Yeah, this season kind of screwed him over. Yeah. Um, I'd say – this season, if it happened – I mean, this season it looked like if it was going to happen, he was on pace to win with the Lakers maybe. Um, it, this season's kind of screwing him over just in the sense of, one, it's different, and two, it is year 17. So if it doesn't happen, <laughs> then year 17 was a waste and mm-hmm. going to year 18. Um, yeah. But – I'd say in a few years, he has all these statistical categories. Maybe has won a championship with the Lakers. Um, and you're going to be looking at all the numbers, and you're going to say, this was a conversation? Yeah. I mean, I already – I mean, I know he is. I just <laughs> – I like Jordan a lot. I also like when people bring up the debate, I like to yell – uh, Kobe, because some. Oh my gosh, you're one of those people. I I I think it's fun. Um, but LeBron is by far the best. I mean, you, Kobe and Jordan, you can compare because they literally are the same player. Yeah, like, there's video where it's like they do the exact same stuff. LeBron mm-hmm. is just different. He can play all five positions, dominate all five positions, and has all these stats. And yes, he hasn't won all of the the trophies, but also when he also went to all these finals, the only years he really had another player to help him was when he was in Miami and he won. And please, I mean, I'd give him players well, to help him. Well, he, Kyrie and Love were hurt the one year in Cleveland. That's what I was talking about. Like, they've gotten hurt. Like, Kyrie and Love were on that team, but they did not play in the finals, basically. They got hurt and didn't end up playing, so. But I, I would say – the level of competition, I think, is the difference that LeBron LeBron's made it to the finals, and he has been he has been the favorite, I think, three times out of the nine times he's been there, <laughs> because the teams he has faced have been like all time franchises. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah, but I mean. Scotty Pippen has said that he thinks LeBron's the best. Bill Lambeer now, who played against Jordan, says he thinks LeBron's the best. I, I think – a, There's a reason Beer's in his last name. That's how he acts when he's on the court. <laughs> well, not really. He's just angry. He's an angry player. Um, yeah. 
I don't like Will Ember. <laughs> Shaq says the Lakers would have easily beaten the Bulls. The only factor being his free throw shooting. Oh, the, um, wait a minute. So Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, like Shaq's Lakers. I I I, believe, I agree. I mean, it'd been a good game, but Shaq. His I think his basis was that he would have dominated any yeah. of the centers that they had. Yes, he would have. <laughs> And then Kobe would have at least been okay. And, I mean, he's a mirror image of Michael Jordan. So, yeah. you just got to count for Scottie Pippen at that point. And, I mean, but, they're, they're fine. But, so he was saying that they would have beaten the Bulls, only factor being Shaq's free throws. He said, if I'm missing all my free throws, we probably lose. If I'm making my free throws, we probably win. Yeah. Um, Half of them. <laughs> here – was an interesting development. Uh Jalen Green, number one recruit, will join the NBA G League program and not go to college. Also, Isaiah Todd, who is another top recruit, will be going to the G League. Yeah, will be going to the G League and not going to college. Part of this new G League initiative to bridge the year gap between NBA and high school. Mm-hmm. Um, players can now go to the G League. They get paid 500000 500, but after taxes and stuff, it's like two fifty. Um, but so they, they can go to the G League, make 500000 be in, in quote-unquote, in the NBA kind of minor yeah. league, get, a, get some uh, – familiarity with people in the NBA and then they go into the draft. Um, So a couple things here. One is, is the NCAA dead? No, the NCAA will never be dead because they will always have college basketball teams. Um, and so it'll always be on. And plus, with March Madness, like, everybody loves March Madness. It, you can't really find a fan of sports that doesn't, like, at least watch some games during March Madness. Um, and while this is – it could be a good move for them and certain players, um, but this may – I saw a post um, – I don't know if it was on Instagram or Twitter or where it was, but it was, like, if Zion had done this. So, like – these these two are the big recruits for this year. Mm-hmm. Zion was the big, huge recruit a couple years ago, um, and so if Zion would have gone, they um, they he made five hundred thousand that that year. Whereas at Duke, he didn't make anything. Um, but that's I mean, when you look at what he made after that year, he made ninety five million, and that's because he went to Duke. He got that big, huge exposure. Um, everybody saw how dominant he was. Granted, we all thought he was dominant when he was coming out, but he was the third overall recruit. He won number one. Um, and so, and then the G League, I don't know what kind of exposure you're going to get to not only the NBA, but also to the NBA fans, because, or Nike or Adidas and all that stuff for those kind of uh, sponsorships. Um, so, 
it could be the right move for some players. I don't know if it's the right move for every player. Um, I also see why Adam Silver is, like, doing this to have the G League because he lost LaMelo and I think it was RJ Hampton from last year to overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that – I don't think it's the right move for everybody because, yeah, you may make $500,000. And if you need to make the money right away, like, and you to support your family – do it like I can't argue not doing it but I think it can go both ways it's not NCAA is not dead I won't say the NCAA is dead but I'm going to say it's severely wounded mm-hmm. um, I think what will happen is it'll go from the NCAA that it is right now that I actually kind of don't like which is the one and done, um, the big stars come in, the big stars leave. And then it'll go back to the four-year, the seniors who are the dominant players every year, um, and then they go to the draft, which it'll be fun because you'll, you'll grow to like, oh, he, that player from his freshman year to senior really developed, and you'll actually be more attached to the players. Whereas like this year at Duke, like, I'm a big Duke fan, but I still don't feel like I know any of those players. I just think – so there is that aspect. This is the first year that this has happened, mm-hmm. um, this new initiative for the NBA to give players an option in the U.S. outside of college. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is – People pay to see talent. Yes. And if all your talent goes to the G League, granted, right now, it's new. We don't know what it is. But if all your talent goes to the G League, the G League is going to get the TV spots. People will watch the G League instead of the NCAA. Grant, you might have alumni of schools that watch NCAA. You might have the people who have grown up watching NCAA watching NCAA. Yes. You're not going to have the new generation watching the NCAA because all the best players are going to be in the G League. Now, mm-hmm. it's some, some people it's the right decision. Some people it's not. I'm not confident that at 17, 18 years old, they're going to know what the best decision for them is. If one's saying we're going to pay you 500000 and one's saying we're not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ultimately, this goes to NCAA figuring out a way to compensate players because, yes, the NCAA right now has the most exposure, but if all your talent goes to the G League, G League will overtake the NCAA in the exposure department. Yeah, they will. And there won't – I mean, the salaries will go up. Like right now it's 500000 and that's it's a new initiative. If all your talent goes there, the TV deals fly up. Players might be making millions in the G League to go there for one year. Um, yeah. I, I think the NCAA is in a situation where it needs to figure out what it's doing because it's lo- – I mean, not only did the NBA lose out on LaMelo Ball, the NCAA lost out on LaMelo Ball. The, yeah. I mean, you're having players who have gone overseas. Now you've got – and I think it's much more intriguing for people to go to the G League than to go overseas. So. You have the people yeah, that say, okay, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to play for free, but I don't want to go overseas. Now there's an option in the U.S. to get paid to play. Yeah. Um, I think this 
spells a lot of trouble for the NCAA because, yes, you'll have players that are there for four years, but the players that are there for four years aren't going to be the best of the best. And these are going to be the players that need developing. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe so maybe things way out there, but I just think there's going to be a lot more money in the G League for these top mm-hmm. recruits, and that's what people are going to watch. And then you're going to see the NCAA numbers dwindle because people are preferring to watch G League tournaments over NCAA tournaments of amateurs. I mean, that'll truly be – no, it'll truly be – the amateurs versus the professionals um, yeah. as far as young talent goes. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. I think this first year will be a big, uh, like, big uh, learning experience. Like, Jalen Green and Isaiah Todd may come out of this and be like, that was the worst experience we ever had. I should have gone – or, like, Isaiah Todd may be like, man, I really should have just gone to Michigan. Um Jalen Green might, should, might be like, man, I really should have gone somewhere else. But we'll find out at the end of the year. Um, yeah. I was asked, I think, the other day, because it's like the $500,000. So, like, what would you do? Would you go to the G League or would you go to college? I think um, it's really tough if you're 18 years old and you're coming from some of the situations these kids yeah. are from. That, that's what it is. Like, I was like, depending on the situation, the money is a big deal. Um, like if, if my dad, if I'm Steph Curry, if my dad played in the NBA, if my dad's Del Curry, I might be more intrigued to go to college just to have yeah. a different experience. But if you're one of these lower, like you're LeBron James coming from Akron, Ohio. Yeah. Um, I think my response was because I'm such a big Duke fan. If I was offered to go to Duke, I would go to Duke. Um, now that would change in a couple years. Like when coach K leaves, I wouldn't, I would not. Mm-hmm. But like, to go play for Coach K, like I feel like that's one of the biggest things. Because like he coached, he's coached NBA players in the. Olympics. But then, how many like, programs have a Coach K? I mean, there's ten coaches in college that you think this is a legendary coach that I want to play for. Um, yeah. I think the NCAA has to figure out how they're compensating people they to do. make money off their likeness. Because if they don't do that, they're going to lose all the talent. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, but that was the only reason I said I would go to Duke. Or is, like, I don't think I'd go to any other college. Like, I would go to Duke if I had a chance. The only reason you would go to college is if you are an average player who's not sure if they can make it in the league or won't make it long in the league. And so you actually want to get the degree while you can get a full yeah. ride to college. Like, get a full ride, get the degree. Play in the NBA for a couple years and see how things turn out. Or if you're a really, really smart NBA or smart 18 year old, um, you're like, I'll go to the college and, you know, they'll give me, I'll work on my degree, get two years into it, then go to the NBA. And then I only have two years left on my degree. At that point, I have money to pay for it. So it's like, yeah. Looking long term as an 18 year old, but how many 18 year olds are I looking? just think a lot of the talent for what the NCAA will get after this, I think, will be. Yeah. There'll be a lot less. The fringe guys who are relying more on the degree or the guys who won't make it in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Who, now that they're not giving full rides to the NBA players, they're going to give full rides to these guys that won't make it in the NBA and they're going to take that to get their degree. Um, mm-hmm. And it will it'll be, be interesting. It'll to be see. a lesser product. 
I think it's an interesting thing to see. And I think because NCAA has been around for so long that it'll survive. I don't think it'll ever go away, but it may never be what it was. Yeah. Um, the NBA has announced that starting mid-May, they're withholding 25% of player paychecks. Um, I mean, they're not playing half the seasons, so yeah. that's okay. Um, and then we have The Last Dance that premieres tonight on ESPN. It's the 10-part Chicago Bulls documentary that public opinion was able to get pushed up to release now instead of in July yeah. or whenever they were going to do it. Yeah. Um, Michael Jordan came out and said that he's worried that it's going to make him look bad because he wasn't a great person. <laughs> um, I think it's, I think every, here's the thing. Nothing else is going on. And like I said, horse was not well done. 2k was not well done. This mm-hmm. is going to be, this is a 30 for 30. This is a very well done documentary. It's a 10 part series, five weeks, two hours, Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to be watching this. Everyone's going to be analyzing it. I think it's going to be really, really interesting. I think some people are looking forward to the kids seeing Michael Jordan, who think LeBron's the best, and they're going to say, oh, now you get to see Jordan and how he played and whatever. Um, I, I, I just think it's going to be really interesting. This is one of the biggest things to hit sports. I mean, even if things were going on. This is yeah, one of the biggest things to hit sports in a long time. Lots of drama. Lots of dramas. Um, NHL player Colby Cave died at 25 after being in a coma for several days after suffering bleeding in the brain. Hmm. So another, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeopardy. Huh. Jeopardy has not done well lately. Jeopardy. Oh my goodness. Jeopardy contestant. I don't know if you saw this. I have not seen it, so this is news to me. Okay. Jeopardy. I'm just This is this is how I phrased it. Jeopardy contestant has cringe answer to a Jackie Robinson question. And when I say cringe, I mean I cringed so hard. When I saw this, the question, I don't know. I, I don't have word for word what the question was all, but I do remember it did say something about this player da, 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 broke the color barrier. Very easy question. I mean, it was one of the higher, you know, everyone knows what player broke the color barrier. Yeah. And this girl buzzes in and says, Babe Ruth. And then this ironically black guy buzzes in after her and says Jackie Robinson <laughs> and oh my gosh I cringed so hard I mean that's not even you know people were talking about you know like these super smart people they might not know sports hello this is a civil rights issue like this is more than a sports topic like this is something that everyone knows <laughs> yeah I I mean, you can walk down the street and, and just, like, ask, like, who the most famous 
um, and like most well-known person to break any kind of barrier. Like yeah. whether it is woman on the moon, or <laughs> man on the moon, something like that. The biggest barrier, people will say Jackie Robinson because <laughs> it's such a big deal. And like, <laughs> I mean, you can ask a third grader who, and they'll know that probably because it is taught. Like it, like that's something. Jackie that's Robinson funny. is a huge topic of conversation. Like it's not just because it's baseball. Like sports aren't necessarily talked about. It in was classes, sports, but I, sports like, in general. It wasn't just baseball. Like no, yeah, like sports in general are not talked about in classes. But like Jackie Robinson is talked about in classes because of what he did. Yeah, I mean, I was watching the Peyton's places and they were talking about when they broke the color barrier. I couldn't tell you any of those players' names. It was a year after Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Everyone knows Jackie Robinson. And when she buzzed in and said, Babe Ruth. I'd have made her leave the stage. I felt bad for her for being put on a national – they should have edited that out. They should have edited that out. <laughs> She's on a national stage and said that. Yeah. That's, in this culture, no. <laughs> no you're going to get roasted for the rest of life. Yeah. That by, is your parents, by your family, by America. Not a good look. Not a good look. Not a Jeopardy good. struggles sometimes. I remember the, the greatest of all time, you know, I watched that with uh, Ken Jennings and James Holzhauser and uh, the other guy who couldn't answer anything. Um, the <laughs> the uh, What the score? They had a question that said it was something about like Kanye West just released this album or something about this. And it was his latest album, Jesus is King. Mm -hmm. None of them knew it. And I, I, I mean, these were the three greatest Jeopardy players in history. Mm -hmm. And I think in the, the, Seven, eight, nine, ten games, whatever they played. That was the only question, like one of four questions that they let go to the buzzer <laughs> that they didn't already know. And I knew it. Jeopardy is not I mean, granted, I don't know anything else, but they <laughs> they, they You need to watch sports Jeopardy, Bo. It's a lot more fun. Yeah, no, the actually no answers. Like these people are so stinking smart, but the basic stuff, like the pop culture, the recent yeah. happenings, they're lost. Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Um, that was bad. Okay. Wow. So, do we have any tweets with Mike? I think we do. I think it's a quick one. We had a tweet from Mr. Colin Houston. That, that was just him saying T. Higgins or T. Higgins, Riggins, Higgins, I don't know. From Friday Night Lights. Yeah, the Friday Night Guy. Show this thread. Um, oop, I about skipped Mike's answer. Ooh, about red bottom stuff. Uh, ask for shenanigans. That's our Twitter people. Please uh, follow us. Uh, send us tweets and stuff like that. Um, to answer our question, in NASCAR was planning to hold, planning on holding races before without crowds before the decision was made to postpone races. 
and they're probably do that once they get this they get back going uh the indy 500 was postponed to august which is the first time it's been moved since world war ii he thinks that's how crazy this that's thing that's is they're moving stuff that hasn't moved since the world war ii Um, IndyCar also planning a doubleheader in Indianapolis July 4th for their GP race and their NASCAR races. Uh, In other news, uh, spoiler alert for all those people who watch Mass Singer, not really, it's been a while. Um, Gronkowski was on the Mass Singer. Uh, As Mike says, he tried, but he can't sing very well. Mike, you're giving him too much. He was awful. (laughs) <laughs> also i want to say when he walked out of the tunnel i knew who he was before he even dancing or anything like that so <laughs> i'm the real mvp i'm very good at this game um also it was announced today that a nascar driver is suspended indefinitely for using a racial slur yep. on a live stream on an online race last night uh i saw that i don't know a ton about it. I just know that he is probably not racing anymore. Oh, he and now he has lost multiple sponsors as well. He says hopefully they'll stay in the sport, but we'll see. Um, the driver was let go from his team on April 14th. Uh, his sponsor is apparently willing to stay in the sport, just not with him, just with someone else. So, yeah, a lot of... So, Mike, don't be done. So don't on be done. that, I was going to ask you about this because this is the news that found its way into all the draft talk and everything. Was that this NASCAR driver? Um, uttered a word. <laughs> a word that we will not say. That we will not say. Um, and. <laughs> Has been suspended. Now, I forget what the situation was. They, like, overheard him say it while he was racing or something. But the the idea – I mean, he came out with an apology, but the idea is that it probably says it more than whatever. That aside. Um, the In a sport where you get sponsors on your car, and in a sport I, – I mean – I mean, uh, the Clippers owner had to sell his team. Does Mike think there's any possibility (laughs) that this guy ever is able to come back to racing? I mean, given the fact that it's a sport where you get sponsors, I mean, I don't know who's going to sponsor him. Maybe the KKK. But, the, I mean, there's not going to be anyone who's going to be like, oh, yeah, let's get behind that guy. Now, I mean, everyone makes mistakes, whatever, but there's not – I don't think there's any companies that are willing to take that step to stand behind that. Um, Got it. So I just want to ask Mike if, uh, if he thinks there's any chance that this guy finds his way back in the NASCAR in any sort of fashion. Good question. Good question. Doubt it. But good now, question. moving into, we've gotten through all the news. Nothing has broke, but I'm sure it will in about an hour after we're done. Um, 
we have a fictional basketball draft. Casey, would you like to set up the parameters of this draft? Um, I don't necessarily remember what we set up, but I'm assuming. I don't think we did anything, but this is your thing, so I'm going to let you do it. That's my thing. So it's going to be, it's, it has to be fictional. Uh, can't be based on a real story. Um, so, like, I'm not really, I can't really think of many. I, the high school basketball like story. Can't pick the kid who got D- Kevin Durant's powers. You can't pick that. Is that? I was going to pick that. that wasn't based on a real story. Well, it's based on a real Durant. person. Do what? It's based on a real person, like Kevin Durant. Oh, fine. I'll take him off my list. No, I mean you can. I mean, I, I was. Just, well, I was thinking more of the kid, not um, oh, okay. Kevin Grant. But you can't pick like like Ray Allen played a basketball player and Shaq played a basketball player. Like you can't pick them. I mean, I was thinking just the fictional character, like that character doesn't exist. Um, if Ray, like Ray Allen, plays Jesus Shuttlesworth, you can yeah. pick Jesus Shuttlesworth because it's not. Like Ray Allen, like you can't like in some movies. Oh, okay. It's like LeBron is in whatever movie I forget it is. You can't pick LeBron. That doesn't count. But you can pick Jesus Shuttlesworth. Okay. So like that's the parameter. Like it has to be a fake character. And, and fake you can character. pick. You can pick fake characters that gain the powers of real. Yes, life. like what's his face? Like yes. Mike. Yes. I'm glad you have a lot of my list that I have right now. <laughs> I worked hard. I actually I don't have any of these people on my list. I'm looking at the the rules of this one article I'm looking at. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And so it's I haven't seen any of those movies. <laughs> Plus, Dang it. Like, I've seen like my Oh uh, yeah, of course you have. Yeah. Well, bow wow. Bow wow. So yeah, I think And how many how yeah. many are we selecting? Um We'll do six. We'll do a start in five and a six man. And then we'll bring – we'll shout out some honorable mentions as well. Okay. I need to hold on one sec. I have to look someone up because I accidentally wrote someone down, but I didn't write down what movie they're in. <laughs> I'll write down what movies mine are in. <laughs> okay. Uh, there we go. I think my biggest issue is I don't know what position some of these guys play, so it could be interesting. I know who Bo's first pick is because he's already declared he has first pick, so I I didn't actually write him down until, like, the very end of my list. <laughs> so with my first, I have my big board here. Um, and board. with my first pick – I'm going to go with, I think, the consensus first pick. With with your first pick, you want to pick talent. You want to pick leader. You want to pick singing ability. <laughs> you want to pick <laughs> – bottom line is I'm getting the entire package here in my first pick to set up my team for future success, and that is Troy Bolton from High School Musical. 
It wasn't even a question. I already knew who your first pick was going to be. Um, all right, I need to write down you pick Troy. Yep. Uh, we're going to ask Twitter later on thoughts. Troy Bolton is the unquestionable number one pick. He's the ultimate, the unquestioned number ultimate, one ultimate pick. player, ultimate package. All righty. Um, with my number one – or my first round pick, my num- the number two overall, I am going to go with – I'm going to go with Neon Budamax from Blue Chips as my center because that is a big-time player. That is Shaquille O'Neal in his prime. Um, can't really beat a pick like that. I think Troy Bolton will have some issues going into the lane, as in he will be smacked around and back on the floor. So I don't know that movie, so – I like it. It's a good pick. Um, I think everyone will agree with me that I might have just had the best pick ever as as the second pick. What's what's your next? We're snaking. We're snaking? Oh, I didn't know we were snaking. All right, we're snaking? <laughs> All right. With Boy, Bolton my, is my point guard, by the way. Who what? He's my point guard, by the way. Bolton? Yeah. I thought so. I figured so. Yeah, I just want, I didn't announce that for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with my shooting guard is who I'm going to pick. I am picking Lights from Uncle Drew. That would be Reggie Miller. <laughs> oh, okay. He can hit. He, he is the current leader of three-point shooting. Uh, he's the greatest. Um He's got that attitude. He may have some age on him, but, you know, that just leads for the little, like, they're not going to suspect him, um, and he'll just – he'll be money from outside. Okay. That's my pick. My second pick is my power forward. Okay. Will Smith from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Nice. Number one recruit in California. (laughs) That is a good choice. Unstoppable. Oh, very unstoppable. Um, Very hard to stop Will Smith. Oh, man. I – ooh, I pick. Not really sure what position he plays. I'm assuming it's like a small forward – position um and i'm going to pick jackie moon i think he's i haven't seen that movie either it's on my list i'm I'm not i haven't i mean i've watched parts of it i just kind of forget what position he plays but it's probably like that small forward slash power forward play so he probably bounce back and forth but i'm going jackie moon i've got i've got a long list here so i've got I'm trying to figure out who's going to be my starters and who's going to be my honorable mentions and my best. That's my issue right now. Um, <clears throat> I think – hmm, gee whiz. You really threw me for a loop. I got, I'm trying to find an answer for Shaq. Um, <laughs> I got another one. For, I mean, I got an answer for him, but I'm not telling you who it is. Yeah. 
So, I, I, you know, I've got some picks. I've got a lot of guards here, I see. I have um, a lot of guards as well. That's why I went with Neon. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what my strategy is. Um, I, I'm going to take a risk here. Ooh, risky. Because I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> but I've heard that this person is very good. Okay. And I like this person in other movies I've seen him in. <laughs> so for my shooting guard, I'm going to take Billy Hoyle, played by Woody Harrelson, in White Men Can't Jump. That is a great pick. Um, I think, I mean, he's a good pick. They underestimate him. That's why he's good. Um, I have no idea how good he is. Oh, he, I mean, he's he's, he's good. <laughs> Um, all right, so who's your, who's oh, your next? Oh, oh yes. You're, you're back to back. Oh. I've got someone, but I think they're going to drop in the draft, so I'm, I'm nervous of whether I pick them too early or not. I've got a lot of people like that. Um, And I've got two more spots in the starting lineup. I need a center and a small forward. Okay, I'm going to mm. – hmm. Okay, I, I think, yeah, this will be my starter. Okay. My starting center. Unconventional. Might not be expected. I'm going with a small ball lineup for okay. lineup. Yeah, that's dangerous against my team. All uh, Houston Rockets. But my center will be Peter Parker because he will web up Shaq. <laughs> the be- I have him and on my list. And, oh. he's got, and he's got the handles and yeah. he, and he's got the strength. I I I I have him matching up with Shaq. That is not I didn't expect you to come up with it. But I think <laughs> after what I did to you in the NFL one, I think you probably expanded your uh, your search. Yeah. Because in my notes, I have very last on it is Peter Parker, and I put those handles. That's all yeah, I have. those handles. That's all I want. <laughs> so. And the ability to wrap Shaq up in a web. <laughs> that, that'll, that'll help. Um, not what I expected. Um, let me uh, write that down for you. Has uh, center Peter Parker. <laughs> um, who? Who do I pick at guard? <laughs> I think that at point guard, I think is what I'm gonna go to because I have back to back picks here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with Kyle Johnson from Luck of the Irish. Oh, throwing it back. I mean, he's got the luck. As long as he's got that coin, he's money. He's going to be good. Uh, he's young. He's got. He's going to develop even more and be a great player. Oh, so, I forgot about that one. I know. I figured you did. I mean, I looked. I I forgot. I looked at the. I looked at. You know. You know, in the High School Musical vein, other original movies, and mm-hmm. I knew there were basketball ones, and I'd seen them, but. Oh, yeah. That one didn't pop out at me. It's 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 
forgotten about. It is such a good movie. Yeah, it is. I'm going to have to watch it again because I haven't watched it in years. Hey, St. Patty's Day was a few weeks ago. So Yeah, exactly. And then, so I feel very confident with that pick. Um, and I have decided to put Jackie Moon at power forward, so I'm going to select my small forward. Okay. And I am going to pick Lenny Fetter from Grown Ups. He can't oh. miss from that bank shot. You cannot miss. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling confident in my team right now. Uh, yeah. I, I have no doubt Will Smith will handle Jackie Moon at the power forward matchup. Um so is that so now your starters are all online? Yes, I have all my starters. Okay, so I've got one more starter and then I'll pick my sixth. Yes. Whew. Okay. I think a big part, I can't go against this one. I think a big part of team is chemistry. Okay. And I know by bringing in this player, it adds an extra level of chemistry that my team will have over any other team. They've been playing together for years. And so at my small forward, I would like to select Chad Danforth from High School Musical. (laughs) 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 To partner with Troy Bolton and Billy Hoyle and Will Smith and Peter Parker. (laughs) <laughs> oh my he wasn't even on my list he, he was one I thought might drop in the draft that's why I didn't want to you know come out oh, you could have dropped, picked him as six man because I wasn't picking him yeah well my sixth man now There, this is a really tough pick because I could go a full bench here <laughs> yes you can so I'm not sure who my most valuable would be for my sixth man. But I have a small ball lineup as it is. Yes, you do. So I don't want to – I could go smaller. <laughs> You're good. But I think I'm going to put the size on and draft the Monstars. Not all of them, but each one has the capability of absorbing the power of each. You're just picking one of the Monstar guys. Yeah. So I'll pick one of them, and I'll probably use them to either take Patrick Ewing or Charles Barkley's powers. That's understandable. I get it. So we're going to put a Monstar. On your six man. All right, that's a good. That's a good six man. I didn't. I. I saw the monsters, but I. I picked. I took them as more like each character. That's yeah. Nice. Your take on that. I like it. All right. So it's my sixth man. Um, I'm gonna pick this player just because you basically have the same player, and I just want to kind of cancel him out when he's on the court. Um. So I'm gonna pick Mike O'Connell or O'Donnell. I think it is Mike O'Donnell. Uh, from 17 again. Um, oh. 
So I think he will cancel out uh, Troy Bolton very nicely. Um, but yes, that is who I pick. I pick Mike O'Donnell. I'm making nice uh, throwback picks. Wow. Great when he played. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I could tell. But, oh, man, I love that movie. I watch that movie every time it's on. <laughs> if I see it's on, I go to it. <laughs> I was pretty proud of that pick. I'm not going to lie. I was, gonna, I was like, ah, do I need to You should be him? proud of that pick. I'm like, do I select him in my starting That's line? That's actually a more developed Troy Bolton because it was a year after graduation. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's a great six man. No, for sure. All right, so uh, my lineup is point guard is Kyle Johnson from uh, Luck of the Irish. Mm-hmm. Shooting guard is Lights, uh, or as better known as Reggie Miller from Uncle Drew. My small forward is Lenny Fetter from Grown Ups. Power forward is Jackie Moon from Semi Pro. Center is Neon uh, Bondix. I actually, I can't say the last name. Neon from Blue Chips. And then my sixth man is Mike O'Donnell from 17 again. So my point guard's Troy Bolton from High School Musical. My shooting guard is Billy Hoyle from White Men Can't Jump. My small forward is Chad Danforth from High School Musical. My won several championships. <laughs> my power forward is Will Smith from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and my center is Peter Parker from Spider Man. And my sixth man is a monster. <laughs> is a monster? Just one of them. <laughs> Alrighty, so that's the starting lineups. Um, what are some honorable mentions? So there's Calvin Cambridge uh, from Like Mike that I had. He is, he is on my list. Uh, Brian Newwall uh, from Thunderstruck, uh, who took Kevin Durant's powers. So I figured, or his talent. So I figured, I mean, KD basically on the team be a solid choice. Yeah. Uh, I had Michael Scott. I had Jim Halper and Kevin Malone. <laughs> I figured Michael Scott just for some laughs, uh, maybe sell some tickets. Yeah. Um, I don't think you know this one. So it's Lewis Scott from Celtic Pride. I don't. Um, it is an older movie. Um, and my thought is if two guys are willing to kidnap a NBA basketball player just so he doesn't play the Celtics, he's pretty good. Oh, so, so you're going to cheat. I mean, well, no, no, no. Lou Scott is the basketball player that gets kidnapped. Oh, okay. If, so I'm like, if he's so good that he's going to be kidnapped, like he ought to, he, he's. Oh, uh, okay. I thought you were saying you no, picked I'm the, guy the guys. That are I was like, oh, so you're just going to steal Troy? <laughs> that would be a good play, though. <laughs> um, and then Bill Murray, uh, from Space Jam. I Lola Bunny. Nice. Uh, of course, could not forget her. Uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Um, then Sidney uh, Dean, White Man Can't Jump, his uh, Billy's uh, accomplice, basically. Then I put Air Bud because. I have Air Bud, yes. Can't forget him. 
I, I almost took Airbud at six, but that would have taken my size down. Size <laughs> down a lot. <laughs> then Butch McRae from Blue Chips, which is Penny Hardaway. Um, Uncle Drew himself. I had Uncle Drew, yes. But, uh, I, but I know Kyrie's history about how he doesn't win if he's the guy on the team. He's a great true. talent, but he's, he's a chemistry problem. So I, I opted out of drafted him, drafting him. I thought about taking this player um, to dominate size-wise. <clears throat> He'd be an older, older addition to the team. Uh, his name is Big Fella from Uncle Drew as well, which is Shaq. So could have had two Shaqs on the team. Um, <laughs> but I decided – to be your sixth man, so when Shaq comes out, Shaq goes in. <laughs> I mean, always have the same team. Um, but I decided to go with a little bit more change of pace of uh, players. Um, Betty Lou from Uncle, Uncle Drew, which is Lisa Leslie. Mm. Uh, Preacher, which is Chris, Chris, Rudd, Chris Weber mm. from Uncle Drew. Uh, Bugs Money. I mean, he's got an 80-inch vert. Can't beat okay. that. Um, I think that was the, actually the second leading scorer on that team besides Michael Jordan. Exactly, and that's, that's, my, that's my list. Well, I've, I've said most of mine uh, as you gave yours, but two others I had. Marcus Stokes from Fresh Prince, the second leading recruit uh, next to Will Smith. Okay. Um, and then Justin Bieber. What did he play in? He played in, apparently he was an episode of Atlanta. Okay, interesting. And he was an all-star MVP, uh, celebrity game MVP, so I went with him. That's true. I mean, he's got the handles. He's not in your lineup. He's a playmaker. He's, a, he's handles and passing. Yes. Understand. Good. But also very short. Very, <laughs> very short. But I also had Kevin Malone, Jim Halper. Lola Bunny, like Mike, Uncle Drew, Air Bud. I think I think our our teams are pretty solid. I think I got you. I think I got you. But that's because I got size. Um, so we'll put it out there um, to our our listeners. Who do you think's got a better team? We'll send out a tweet with uh, the actual lineup so you can look at them. Uh, we may include pictures as well, just so you can see them. Maybe get some. Uh, yeah, we'll do it in a thread. Yeah. Like, here's Bo's team, add thread. Yeah. Here's Casey's team, add thread. Here's the poll. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. So, let us know who you think is the better team. If we forgot anybody, which I, it's hard to believe that we would have forgot someone. Cause I, I, think, brought up I think we probably did because I haven't seen many of the other movies. I, 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 read so, I read a couple articles, and I didn't recognize anybody. Um. But there's, I guess, some Hoosiers and some uh, other the Hoosiers routines. messed with me because I, I, for the love of me, couldn't remember if it was um, a real story, if not a real story. So, like this, so like this article has above the rim. Okay, yeah. Uh, this, it has Fresh Prince, and then it has Celtic Pride, which you mentioned. White men can't jump. We mentioned it has Doug. There's apparently a basketball player in Doug. Um, yeah, remember it. Oh, I just thought of a very good one, and I have to Google it just so I can honorably. Terrence Withers from Semi Pro, um, Above the Rim. Along came Polly. 
um, Family Matters, Tracy Reynolds from Like Mike, Love and Basketball, John Tucker Must Die, Teen Wolf, uh, Kuroko's Basketball, Hoosiers, Love and Basketball, Above the Rim, a lot of Cocktail, there's a Longest Yard, Cable Guy, Prometheus. I mean, a lot of stuff I haven't seen. I'll just text you who it is because so, I can't think of it right now. What, do you know what movie or anything? I, that's the issue is I can't find the movie. What's the character? Well, I don't know the character's name, but it's a movie with Vince uh, Vaughn in it. He's the dad of the kid. Oh, Delivery Man. Delivery Man. There we go. It was pro. Probably. Yep. That would be who the, the son is who I would uh, I'd also put on my team because he was New York Nick. I think. He was a New York Nick, and I'm pretty sure he was a big man. Oh. So that would have helped you a lot. <laughs> I'll have to watch that movie again. I got Peter Parker to web up anybody <laughs> who causes any problem in the lane and jump over and handle, outhandle. I got the I got the handles and the singing to overcome you. All right. And the rapping. I got Will Smith. That is true. Okay, so Facebook, Sports Shenanigans HM, Twitter, Sports Shenanigans, email us at HMS Shenanigans at gmail.com. And we will see. We're thinking about doing something on draft night to be able to keep you updated on the NFL draft when it happens. So keep an eye out for that. And we will see you when we see you next time.